the 250th anniversary of Captain Cook's... Oops, sorry, almost someone's going to back into me. The 250th anniversary of Captain Cook's landing, first landing in Australia, uh, is uh, days away. So time to start a new mini-series called Captain Cook. Captain Cook's one of my heroes. Yeah, he really is, you know, along with Hitler. <laughs> no, I love, I love, um, I love Captain Cook. Uh, I love Genghis Khan. Okay, the basics first. Leading up to the anniversary, uh, Captain Cook, three voyages. Uh, first voyage um, he was in. New Zealand, I think, and and then he made an announcement. Let's go to New Holland. Yeah, so he knew New Holland was there, yeah, which is what we call Australia now. Uh, all right. So he said, "Let's head west and let's um, let's hit the eastern seaboard of New Holland." Now that's important because you know, that means he knew it was there already. Yeah. He wasn't discovering it. Even he was saying, um, there's something that's already there and we're just going to go and have a look. You know, map it, you know, because he, he mapped everything. Of course he's going to map it. Um, first European to land on the eastern seaboard. No doubt about that. You know, uh, when he got there, saw humans there. Uh, wrote, wrote all that in his diary. Yep, yep, you know. Landed in New Holland, as expected, um, and, yep, humans there, so, yeah. He didn't have to say that they discovered it, he knew that they discovered it. Um, but, you know, wrote it, you know, um, documented everything in his journal, you know, because it hadn't been discovered from uh, a European perspective before. You know, Europe didn't know anything about it, so he was discovering it on behalf of them, you know. He was discovering the eastern seaboard on behalf of the the English and the Europeans. Yeah. And more than that, he was mapping it. You know, so he was discovering um, the detail of the eastern seaboard of New Holland, but he knew it was there. Okay, so there's a big argument that, you, that goes along, you see, you know. Uh, Cook did not discover Australia, you know. Um... The Aborigines did, you know, you're all idiots, you know. But no, no, no one sensible is saying that he discovered Australia. You know, no, I mean, yeah, there are, I'm sure there are people out there saying that he did. Uh, but, you know, that'd be, they'd be divided into two camps, you know, idiots. And others who are saying that he discovered it from a European perspective, which he did. You know, I'll put it this way, he discovered Aborigines, if you like, you know. On the, he discovered the mobs, the the indigenous mobs of the eastern seaboard. How's that sound? Yeah. In the se in 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 the sense that the indigenous mobs on the eastern seaboard did not discover him. You know, it went that way around. Cook discovered them. They did not discover him. Yeah. You don't go around at this point in time in history discovering the discovering the Aborigines, you know, because they're all different nations all over. Um, what we know today to be Australia, you know, so you know, obviously Dampier, um, you know, discovered 
the um, indigenous mobs, where was that? You know, on the coast of Western Australia somewhere. I think it was Shark Bay, was it? I don't know. Um, you know, Dampier discovered the, those mobs, those mobs. And I think um, there's some Dutch blood over there to this day. I don't know whether it was from Dampier's crew or someone else's. I think someone got shipwrecked there, actually. But anyway, you can check all that yourself. This is not a, an academic um, podcast. and in, This is not an information site. You know, it's a chat. Um, information is freely available on Google. Uh, right, so Captain Cook discovered the uh, various mobs on the um, eastern seaboard of what we now know as Australia. Um, he just did. He discovered them because they didn't discover him, you know. Okay, so that's that. You know, discover, uncover, you know, discover, yeah. Um, okay, um, what happened then? And he knocked off, he, he racked off, you know, and he went back to England. Now, then there was a second voyage and he came back to Australia again. Now, this vo- second voyage, the idea here was to discover, look, he dis- he had discovered this land, you know, that he called New South Wales, you know, okay. But it was basically a strip of land. He didn't know how far it went down and so on and so forth and how far it went around, you know, and all that sort of stuff. He didn't know, you know, he just mapped a portion of what we now know to be Australia. But it wasn't called Australia yet. It was called New South Wales, all right? That's pretty common knowledge. Now, second voyage he was sent to discover whether um this uh land uh called that for you know thousands of years had been referred to as terra australis did exist so he had his his second job when he on his second voyage the job was to try and to check whether terra australis the Great Southern Land existed on the second voyage, you know, and this Great Southern Land was essentially... You know, look, it would be something like you can imagine if if Australia went all the way down to Antarctica. You know, it, it was a, a supposed huge landmass, you know, a landmass equal in size to the land that you find in the Northern Hemisphere, you know. So something like, you know, going into the South Pacific and finding just this huge continent there, you know, that's as big as Asia and Europe put together, you know, something like that, you know. Um, so off he trotted on his second voyage and he came to Australia again, but it wasn't called Australia yet. It was just this strip of land that he had discovered. Oh, yes, he did, you know, from a European perspective, you know. Um, and... Um, and he went down towards the South Pole looking for this, you know, to see if Australia extended that far. I think he knew, look, Van Diemen had been through the other way. Look, he was just searching the entire area um, for a great big landmass, not this one that he had found, not this, you know, as big as New Holland was, he was looking for something bigger. He didn't find it. In fact, he found nothing. You know, he found Antarctica. He went, he was the first European, I think, to go into the Antarctic Circle, you know. He went further south than any European had been before. 
something like that. And um, maybe any human had been before. I don't know. Right. Um, but he, Chris, he, as, as much as he crisscrossed here and there and everywhere, he didn't find the Great Southern Land. Now, this was a major discovery too. It's called a negative discovery. He discovered that the um, that Terra Australis did not exist. Now, Terra Australis um, had um, had been hypothesised for thousands of years. The Greeks and the Romans um, had reckoned that there must be a great big land down south too to balance off this land that they lived in, Europe and all that, you know. Um, so they, they, you know, and they had this concept concept of a north and a south. I think, look, they had this concept of the world being around, being round. But after the Greeks and Romans, um, we had the Dark Ages, and you know, and then oh, thousand five hundred years later, you know, we have Galileo uh, coming up with this idea that the Earth is round. You know, but you know, even you know, a thousand five hundred years before then, um, we had you know. Cicero and Aristotle and all these guys, you know, Aristotle sort of saying, all right, um, the earth is round. You know, they'd already worked this out. Yeah. And, and I think the Indians had two separately and a few others. But anyway, um, and um, Aristotle, I think it was, who was into balance and he was proposing that there was a certain something up at the North Pole and there was, you know, um, there, was, there was a huge landmass down at the South Pole um, just so that the world could be balanced up. I don't know if he had a conceptualization of the Earth being a planet, per se, like Jupiter was a planet. I don't know. You know, I'd have to check that. But he had this concept that the Earth was up and down, you know, north and south, that it was all in balance, you know, so that it didn't tip over and all that sort of stuff. Look, and they kind of knew that the world was round. Um, I think they saw, they, they did measurements on ships disappearing over the horizon, just worked it out that way. Seems pretty obvious now. Yeah. A little bit like, you know, when I look at the moon, I can, you know, when it's a quarter moon, I can see the full moon. Yeah, but the the rest of the moon is kind of in shade, but you can still see it. You, know, you can, look, the ancient Greeks and the ancient Romans pretty much had a lot sorted out. Uh, but we had to forget all that stuff and go into our dark ages. And then... Um, and then have a renaissance and um, re-figure all that out. And, you know, and now we start to see Galileo emerge as, oh, wow, Galileo, you know, Copernicus works out that the um, Earth is round, you know, and, and he's spinning around the sun. Um, yeah, but, you know, give a bit of credit to these, uh, these guys of old. Anyway, they proposed this Terra Australis, and Captain Cook was specifically looking for that landmass on his second voyage. He had already found New Holland, you know, the eastern seaboard of which he called uh, New South Wales. And, and New Zealand was part of New, that, that same New South Wales, I think, at that point in time. Okay, um, he came down and it wasn't there. Okay, so what we had is no Terra Australis. And you might think that you know that's a bad thing well it is you know it would have been nice if there was land down there but a negative discovery is still a discovery and it was a major discovery captain cook had overturned a theory that was thousands of years old you know 
Captain Cook had undone Aristotle. Captain Cook did a lot of things in his life, and one of the things he did was to undo Aristotle. Yeah, and that's no mean feat. Have you ever done that? He was a, he was a, one of the great men in history, um, Captain Cook. All right, on his second voyage, so he doesn't find. He, he sorry, he, it's not that he doesn't find the great southern land that he was looking for, the huge land mass that he was looking for. It's not that he didn't discover that. It's it's that he discovered that it wasn't there, which is a slightly different thing. So that was the second voyage. The first voyage, by the way, he wasn't here specifically to discover land per se, although you know, the rule back then, and you had to do it if you were a European nation, is to claim everything for your king. Uh, because if you didn't, number one, it, it would be treason, and number two, it would be stupid. Uh, but for reasons I won't go into now, it wasn't casual empire building. It was a matter of survival. If you didn't claim everything for your king and country, and number one, it was treason, and number two, it could result in the obliteration of your country. You know, so you know, which makes me think: if I was Captain Cook, would I have claimed? Everything I saw for my king and country? Of course I would. Would you have? You say no because you're sensitive to the Aborigines? Bulldust. You would have. Yeah. Number one, because if you didn't, you would hang. But number two, uh, because you, uh, you would have thought it was the right thing to do in that time. Yeah. No matter how compassionate you feel, that's my bet anyway. All right. So, um... That's voyages one and two covered. And voyage number three, you know, was to head into the South Pacific to um, and to eventually upset some king in Hawaii or whatever, some chieftain in Hawaii and get chased back to your longboat. Yeah, I'm talking Captain Cook here. And for the Hawaiians to um, chase you down to the beach and then bury a hatchet in the back of your head you know, so that you could lay... You know, in a pool of blood in the shallows, in full sight of your crew, you know, dying a gruesome death. You know, that was the object of the third voyage. And um, so the third voyage didn't come to Australia, I believe, and just went into the South Pacific. And uh, the next day after he was killed, Captain Cook, um, some of the Hawaiians came out uh, to the ship you know, to visit the shocked crew, Captain Cook's shocked crew. And they would have been shocked because they knew by this talent time he was one of the most famous people in Europe, possibly the most famous person in Europe. You know, this is someone who, who would be an equivalent of Captain Cook now, you know? Um, this is like, um, who? Uh, Neil Armstrong, you know, being murdered, you know? Um, Neil Armstrong doing a tour uh, after he'd gone to the moon, you know, because Cook went to the moon, essentially, when he went to, into the South Pacific and here to Australia, you know, what we now know as Australia and all that sort of stuff. He essentially went to the moon, and that's why one of the space shuttles was called the Endeavour, you know, in honour of Captain Cook and his ship, the Endeavour. You know. um, and, and the Americans even spelt it with an O-U-R, in, in honour and H-O-N-O-U-R, of Captain Cook, um, and the way that, you know, the English spell the word endeavour. 
uh, you know, because ordinarily they would have called their space shuttle the Endeavour with an O-R, but they spelled it with an O-U-R, and there was, an even, there was even a piece of Captain Cook's ship on the space shuttle Endeavour, taken up into space, you know, which was kind of, you know, that piece of that ship had been to space twice. You know, once with Captain Cook into the South Pacific, you know, when the South Pacific was um, far, far away from a European perspective. Yeah, you know, and you might get some Tahitian say, no, it wasn't, it was right here. You know, it's not far, far away, we've been here all along. It's stupid to say it was far, far away. No, <laughs> can you see what you're doing here? No, it was far, far away from a European perspective, you know. And Tahiti was discovered. You know, oh, don't worry. Um, all right. So that was the third voyage. And um, yeah, I think Captain Cook, you know, oh, the Pacific Islanders were a beautiful people. M- you know, Moana. Have you seen Moana? You know, but Captain Cook learned that probably what really did happen to Moana, I think he had to sit and watch it, yeah, witness it. Um, a, a young girl like Moana now... Getting sacrificed to the gods, uh, I'm sure that I'm sure he had to witness it. I know it, it did happen in the South Pacific, that sort of thing. I think he might have had to. You know, this is not this podcast. This podcast is not about me researching or getting things right. It's just asking questions, you know. And I think Captain Cook might have had to witness um, a ritual slaughtering of a young virgin girl or something like that. If he didn't, a lot of Englishmen did as they found out around the globe. And I think that kind of that sort of thing kind of often made Europeans not really care all that much if some of the cultures they came across got wiped out. I don't I don't think they were you know, sometimes look, the things that people witnessed back then as they travelled around the globe and England travelled around the globe more than most um, some of the things England witnessed, you know, did not go a long way in the direction of admire of causing them to admire other cultures. You know, inevitably, they did admire other cultures for this and that. You know, Captain Cook admired the Aborigines for this and that. You know, but you know, love to see you. Wouldn't want to be you. You know, in many cases. Um, uh, these days, most cultures around the world, indigenous cultures, are put about as being beautiful. You know, but no, but that's an old trope, you know. Uh, I don't have to go on about that. Everyone knows that. All right. Um, so that's that. That was the third voyage. And um, when the, um, the Hawaiians, they had actually a pr- uh, something wrapped in a brown paper bag or something, or some sort of, you know, wrapping, and they handed it up to the crew on the Endeavour. Oh, sorry, not the Endeavour. It was the Resolution by then. This was the third voyage. I think the Endeavour was the first voyage. I forget which ship was the second voyage. That might have been the Endeavour as well, because I think that came hard on the heels of the first voyage. And then on the third third voyage, that was the Resolution. And I've started writing a fiction about a girl who was a, uh, almost a stowaway on the resolution dressed as a boy. Um, but that's a whole other story. That's earlier on in this podcast. I, I just started a parallel diary. 
you know, a diary parallel to Captain Cook's diary by a girl who writes a diary too, who dressed up as a boy to get a job on the Endeavour and went sailing with Captain Cook. Um, you know, that's an old sort of literary trick too, you know, but that's a fantasy by me. Um, way, way back. I, I never, I didn't carry on with it. I, I only did the first diary entry. Oh, dear. Um, but then again, um, you know, Captain Cook, oh, yes, they handed up. You, know, you could weave a really good story around Captain Cook's voyages if you wanted to. And I've got a, I do have a device, this girl, um, who I will exploit on another occasion. Uh, but anyway, um, so they handed this package up to his shocked crew and they were shocked. He was a superstar, Captain Cook, and he'd been murdered right in front of them. It was an amazing thing. And just the gravity of that, you know, think of someone really famous these days, you know, People not nearly so famous uh, get killed one way or another. You know, there was a basketballer recently, I forget his name. I don't follow American basketball, but he was a big deal. And he, he had a helicopter crash, dead. You know? And um, America, or, you know, they went into convulsions. You know? um, but imagine you know, an English crew uh, and how they would have felt when Captain Cook got murdered in front of them you know, and they must have, it must have run through their minds, what is England going to say when we take this news back to England? Yeah. Um, but anyway, they handed the Hawaiians um, rode out to meet the resolution and they handed up a package to the crew and the package opened it and it was Captain Cook's thigh. Okay, that'll do for this first... Um, episode in this new mini-series called Captain Cook. <laughs>